Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, and you've made it as far as halfway through the season of Japanese fashion. In the past month, we scraped the surface of Japanese fashion, both the traditional and modern parts. Because that's what Japanese fashion is, a fusion of old and new. For our mid-season long episode, I thought it'd be fun to have an expectation versus reality kind of episode. Because what we read and see online about the fashion scene in Japan is not exactly how it is in real life. And since I've lived in various parts of Japan before, and actively observing the fashion scene for myself, I feel like I have a little bit of understanding on the topic. So why not share with you lot? So in the next couple of minutes or so, I'll be highlighting three parts of what we expect Japan's fashion scene to be, and the actual reality of it. Are you ready? Let's dive into the first point. When we do a quick Google search on the Japanese fashion scene, or skim through the Instagram tags, most of what we see would be that of colourful combinations of outfits out on the streets of Japan. Iconic neons aren't just for the street lights that light up the night, but also on the vibrant youths having the time of their lives with their pals. Some might say that the combo can be a bit... okashi... strange, but that's the beauty of Japanese fashion as we know it. And that's not to mention the avant-garde culture. Japanese fashion designers have collectively created an image for the Japanese aesthetic. We have primarily Yuji Yamamoto, Issei Miyaki, and Rei Kawakubo to thank for this. These three Japanese fashion designers are not only expert at seamlessly fusing traditional Japanese culture and modern influence, but they have unexpectedly made quite an impact on the Western fashion industry. You can't really sum up Western fashion of the late 20th century without acknowledging the contributions by this Japanese avant-garde trio. To learn more about this, Tune in to Season 2, Episode 7 for your fill of avant-garde Japanese fashion. So, with a combination of online searches and the success of Japanese fashion designers globally, we expect the streets of Japan to be full of vibrant, neon-colour combinations, as well as styled outfits that are the very definition of avant-garde. I mean, that's how the virtual world portrays it to be. Now this is when the reality hits. It's not like that at all. Most of Japan is actually quite toned down. This island nation is huge, from the tip of Hokkaido up north to the sunny beach Okinawa down south. And I'm sorry to disappoint, but the end cities of Japan are the furthest away from the colourful pictures we see online. In fact, Hokkaido people are often wearing thick coats because it gets really cold up north. And Okinawan people are often wearing beach, loose clothes to cope with the heat. Truth be told, the majority of Japanese people dress normcore which is a fashion style of normal, classic and simple clothing. Picture Uniqlo and Muji. Basically, it's what you see in pretty much 95% of Japan. Now I have a theory why, and so do other people on the internet. The Japanese have this thing called wa, which is a cultural concept that translates to harmony. It refers to a peaceful unity and conformity within a social group. Long story short, many Japanese people believe that blending in is better than standing out. So the clothing reflects this concept of wa, too. This also clearly explains the sea of workers in sebiro, business suits, day in and day out. And you can even put a general dress code down for the everyday Japanese woman or man. The woman would be in a nice flowy blouse paired with a flowy skirt, while the man would be in a slightly oversized t-shirt or button-down shirt with some khakis. Hey, that's not to say that I don't like it. I love it. But anyway, the pictures of avant-garde, neon, poppy-coloured outfits we see online can only be found in a small neighbourhood in the capital city, Tokyo, called Harajuku. If you've tuned in to our previous cultural episode, Season 12, Episode 5, you'd know all about that and the history of Japanese streetwear. 
This neighborhood is where most, if not all, flashy, trendy, and okashi fashion statements are born, and mostly only here. Even then, Harajuku is not as vibrant as it was before either. In the same podcast episode, I said that the colors have faded in that neighborhood. So decades before, it was in full force, but now it's toned down quite a bit too. Now don't be so down, I have at least a bit of good news. The Japanese are still extremely fashionable in my opinion. Even though the majority of the realistic fashion scene of the country is not the bombastic style we thought, the Japanese normcore aesthetic is pretty cool too. I mean, look how big Uniqlo and Muji are. Here's a quick vocab recap. Okashi, weird. Wa, a Japanese cultural concept that translates to harmony. Sebiro, business suit. I hope the first one didn't disappoint you too much, because we're moving on to our second point for the expectation versus reality, which is pretty similar to the first. I don't know how many OGs are here listening to this episode, but I might sound like a broken record. If you've tuned in to Season 1, Episode 7, you'd know that Japan is home to quite a few interesting fashion subcultures, from the kawaii lolita to the hiyake ten gyaru. Now, as I mentioned before, despite its often wacky reputation, Japanese people are actually genuinely quite restrained and have a strong collectivist mentality. This means that the vast majority of people just want to conform and blend into their surroundings. But for a select few, the urge is to stand out as much as possible. Generally speaking, the more conservative the culture, the weirder and wilder kinds of non-conformism you'll find on its fringes. With other like-minded individuals, the members of these groups create a safe space for themselves to explore their unconventional interests and express their unique selves, which is the definition of go big or go home. In Season 1, Episode 7 as well, we discussed a few iconic subcultures like Lolita, Visual K, Yankee, the Japanese rockabillies, and the iconic Gyaru. Now, I'm not going to be going through them here. Sorry, y'alls. For in-detail descriptions of their unique looks, beliefs, and history, check the episode out. Or even go to our Nihongo Master blog for a quick recap of the episode. Anyway, it's safe to say that they are extremely out there. Avant-garde is like an understatement. But here's the thing again. While Tokyo was the unofficial fashion hub in the 1990s, and Harajuku was flooded with members of these subcultures roaming freely, it's not the same sight today. Now for those who've tuned in to the previous cultural episode, you're going to be hearing the same thing twice. Gomen nasai. Unfortunately, the original subcultures that started off as Japanese streetwear are barely visible today. Many who were witnesses of the shifting arrays of styles claim that the decline and eventually fall of Harajuku fashion was prominent. While you do see groups of them wandering around Harajuku and Cat Street, the numbers are not as it was before. They're no longer the forefront of Japanese fashion scene. Streetwear culture is now number one. But hey, I'm not one to always bring up the negatives. There's still a positive side to this. Much like everything else, the Japanese fashion scene is always changing and evolving, but never fully dying. I don't think that the fashion neighborhood, or Shuhen, Harajuku will ever be out of fashion because it will always be a special zone of no judgments and limitless creativity for a lot of people. Even though it won't come up with crazy subcultures anymore, I bet the future insane fashion styles will come from here. Now, for a quick vocab recap. Kawaii, cute. Hiyake, tan. Fashion, fashion. Shuhen, neighborhood. 
By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you waste. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Okay, and last but not least, we have the third and final expectation versus reality point. I hope you're all still here with me, guys. I promise the third one isn't too negative either. So who here doesn't like kaimono? Shopping. Let's not lie to ourselves. Regardless of gender, we all have a soft spot for a good old shopping spree. There's this buzzing feeling we get looking at all the fresh buys at the end of the day. The same feeling is amplified when we're on an exciting travel adventure snagging rare finds. Japan will bring even the smallest and deeply burnt shopaholic out to play. The land of the rising sun is not only reputable in quality and range of products in all categories, but it also produces quite a substantial amount of Japan-exclusive ones that you can't get anywhere else in the world. This alienation is also known for its thrift shopping, with unique and one-of-a-kind pieces up for grabs. Thrift shops are scattered all around the country, but there are also dedicated neighbourhoods filled with them. Who can say no to that? So what I'm trying to get is that regardless of your fashion style, Japan definitely has something for you to splurge all your money on. And now that we're on the topic of money, that's the expectation versus reality we're focusing on. The affordability of shopping in Japan. Whether you're merely travelling to Japan on a holiday or living in the country, we're not out here spending hundreds of thousands on clothes. Shopping in Japan can be quite expensive, or takai in Japanese. Even with thrift and second-hand shopping culture being big in Japan, that doesn't necessarily mean thrifting in Japan is cheap, or yes, sweet, to the point where you can save a few bucks. Because Japan has such a high reputation in terms of quality and exclusivity that gives them the advantage. The prices surge up, while normally you can get pieces for a few bucks at a thrift store elsewhere. In Japan, they're as close to original price. The bottom line is... It can be quite difficult to shop cheap in Japan, but I'm not just dropping the bomb and leaving you with that. I have a few tips on how you can shop for cheap by shopping smart. Now the first tip is knowing where to look. If you stick to the main shopping streets and areas, you're going to get tourist prices. This means the prices are bumped up more expensive due to the convenience of location and accessibility. If you go to areas where the locals shop, you get local prices. By the way, do you know that this doesn't apply all the time, but it does at most of the places I go. Do a bit of research before you go on your Japan trip. Or if you're living in Japan, don't impulse buy just because it's the first item you see. Scout around. Now, on the downside, the country is huge and for tourists, or ryokuosha in Japanese, with only a limited amount of time in the country, it's impossible to cover every inch of land for the best goods. For that very reason, Loads of shopping guides exist online. In fact, we have tons of them on our Nihongo Master blog, so check them out after this. We highlight certain areas in the main cities Osaka and Tokyo, as well as tips and tricks to fully benefit what Japan has to offer shopping-wise. My other tip for shopping in Japan is to know your budget. I mean, obviously, 
one would have a rough estimate of how much they want to spend on the trip. But instead of setting aside a sum of money just for shopping, why not budget yourself to how much you'd put in as a maximum amount for a piece of clothing? Trust me on this, you'll get easily swayed by the prices of stuff in Japan. Imagine budgeting yourself spending 50,000 yen, and when you see a pair of trousers that cost 15,000 yen, you'll be like, oh, that's not so bad, I'll still have 35,000 yen left for the rest. At the end of the day, you'll end up with three, maybe five pieces of clothing. If you set a budget for each piece of clothing, say 5,000 maximum for a shirt and 8,000 maximum for trousers, you'll end up with more stuff for the same overall budget of 50,000 yen. Trust me on this and thank me later. Now for a quick vocab recap. Kaimono, shopping. Takai, expensive. Yasui, cheap. Ryokousha, tourist or travelers. You've made it to the end of expectations versus reality of Japanese fashion. I hope I didn't ruin too many people's dreams about the fashion scene in the land of the rising sun. Because trust me when I say that this is still a very fashionable country. Fashion enthusiasts will be inspired by every corner in store here. Like I said, even if it's not avant-garde and robustic, everyone does put high significance in their personal fashion and style. Do you like this kind of episodes? The expectation versus reality? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to Nihongo Master Blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. Oh, and by the way, we're launching our new dictionary feature on the Nihongo Master website this week. Check it out. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. And thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one, where I'll be walking you down the avenue of Japan's rich fashion culture. Mata ne!